Welcome to the Faith Element Podcast for the March 26, 2023 session, focusing on Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Spirit is life. I'm David Cassidy. I'm Nikki Hardiman. I'm Crystal Shepard. And I'm Daniel Glaze. We have Crystal back with us again. <laughs> yeah. I didn't introduce you last episode, Crystal, and I thought yeah. maybe I should have because, you know, it, we may have some new listeners who, who weren't aware that they can go back in our archives and hear you on a lot of episodes. But yes. Crystal is a pastoral counselor in Lexington, Kentucky, and also just a really good friend of ours and an incredibly insightful theologian on top of all that. So thank you. All true. All true. Aww. <laughs> I'm going to blush. We're, we're really glad to have you back. It's always a little dangerous to have both Crystal and Nikki on, mm-hmm. on the podcast. You ain't kidding me. Mm. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Dear listeners. What's really bad is when we're both on here and you're gone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, that's, that's true. That That is worse. That is scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear listeners, that's why we have editing. Yes. <laughs> no, they're, they're delightful. <laughs> so, speaking of pleasures, I'm wondering if there is a guilty pleasure that you sometimes allow yourself to enjoy and what it might, what it might be. If it's on the regular, is it okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yes. So, so I have three. One, chocolate, because <laughs> chocolate. And it's right. one of the few things I can actually have because I have a very restricted diet. Two, reels on Instagram. My daughter and I just con- continually send them back and forth to one another. And then this is kind of an embarrassing one, but like one of my guilty pleasures is the Pitch Perfect movies. <laughs> and I don't even understand why like i don't get it yeah <laughs> but i do like i would go back and watch them mm. over and over again i don't, you don't know what have it to is. understand it's yeah just your it's, just, it's just weird it's just weird <laughs> i don't know okay that's me i'm gonna go but y'all are gonna judge me <laughs> i really enjoy and it really is every once in a while mm-hmm. i enjoy a cigar I do. You like it's, one of the candy ones they give out when somebody has a baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the name of one of my favorite is called... <laughs> <laughs> you might have to edit this out. It's called Fat Bottom Betty. <laughs> and I enjoy it. I learned a few years ago. I haven't done this for very long. It's a new kind of thing. I learned a few years ago that I enjoyed smoking a cigar. I have... I do it with friends typically, and it's seriously a couple, a few times a year, maybe not a couple, but three or four times a year at the most. So it's very seldom, but it is a guilty pleasure of mine. There you go. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> well, y'all might judge me for this too, but you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's probably just more about me than anything, but if there is an empty housekeeping cart in the hallway of the hotel i will just help myself i mean i'll ha- i'll have shampoo for a month you know because <laughs> i think i, I figure really? i don't what is what about what is it about it you know i'm just not not shampoo for a month but i'm like 
you know, I could I could keep this in the car, you know, and this. And so anyway, you just have to help yourself, don't you? Okay, David, I take it back. I love your questions because of what we learned about Daniel. Yes. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I would never have suspected. Never would have known. <laughs> I can't I mean, get that image out of my head now. Like Daniel, like sneaking stuff <laughs> off. Just sneaking it's like, I mean, you know, free stuff is just, it's. Uh, Ooh, it's a baby bar of soap. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could wash myself twice. Wow. You know. I love I'm it. I'm telling you, man, I'm a simple man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, that has made my whole weekend. <laughs> it's going to be hard to top that one. <laughs> oh, oh well, Lord. one of my guilty pleasures is coming up with these lead-in questions. Oh, uh-huh. another one is inflicting puns on my family via text mm-hmm. message and friends. And friends, mm-hmm. yes, I, I'll admit that. And, and then the third is you know banana pudding. I know it's simple; it's not fancy or funny, but. You know, it's it's probably not the best thing for me to be eating, but it's my favorite food in the world if it's made with actual meringue. I was going to ask, are you a whipped cream or meringue? No, person? don't put whipped cream. That's like ruining it. No. No, I agree. It should be meringue. Meringue. Do the meringue. Do it and right. I, now, do you? But is it is it warm the oh. way you? I mean, because you know, I, there 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 are regionally different variations there here. Are. No, I want the made from scratch, not this Jello stuff. I want, <laughs> I want lots of of the what are they called the wafers the vanilla, vanilla wafers. wafers yes the, lots of vanilla wafers in it, and I want real meringue, but it's good warm right out of the oven. I mean it's got to get thick enough. It's not runny, right? But it's also great cold because there's a whole new consistency that comes from it sitting in the fridge for a while. So they're all delicacies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was a lot of info. <laughs> Wow, why did you ask that question? I don't know. <laughs> well, it was mainly because I do try to somehow find a word or a phrase or an idea out of the text that gives us an opportunity to share a little about ourselves, which is probably a dangerous thing. But, you know, there's this whole sense of the flesh in this passage. And so, you know, enjoyment of the things of this world. Anyway, I'm going to stop now and I'm going to let Daniel actually introduce the text before I get in more trouble. (laughs) That's never stopped us before, but I will go right ahead. So, so friends, for many of us, we are observing this intentionally reflective and somber season we call Lent. Just as Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness fasting and praying, we spend 40 days getting our spirits worked out during Lent, and we are nearing the end of this journey. During these 40 days, some people choose to give up something in their life, like alcohol or dessert or social media. Others choose to add something of significance, exercise, extra church going, or daily discipline of prayer. Others instead choose to alter their social routine. The idea behind this is to remember Jesus' sacrificial life and death. And whenever we crave what we've given up or altered, we ask for strength. Above all, Lent is a time to prepare ourselves for the harsh holiness of the cross, which grows larger and larger before us the closer we get to it. And this Sunday is the fifth Sunday in Lent. Perhaps it's a good time to check in and see how the journey is going. 
But I want to be clear about something. I believe that faithfully engaging Lent is so much more than fasting or concentration on a discipline. And if you don't want to do that, you can still do Lent. Doug Travis says that Lent is really about a time of self-discovery, a period specifically devoted to discerning who we are and whose we are. So who are we? It's a simple question, I believe, with a not-so-simple answer. Well, in this passage from Romans, 8th chapter, Paul seeks to give us one such answer to the question of who we are. Verse 9, you are not in the flesh, Paul says, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. This flesh versus spirit dichotomy is an interesting one, and I know we'll talk about that more on our podcast. But I really need to say one thing here at the beginning, and it has to do with that word flesh. Paul speaks negatively about living in the flesh, and I think those words have been misunderstood for a long, long time. The flesh, or living in the flesh, is not to say that the material world or our bodies are bad or evil. Let's remember, God created all that is, and God called it good. And when God called humans, God said, this is very good. Our bodies aren't sinful. Our bodies are not problems. So living in the flesh must mean something else. It seems to me that living in the flesh is about always putting yourself first. It's about focusing upon what your body needs to the exclusion of bodies around you. It's about believing your body matters more than other bodies. It's about taking more than your share. It's about living according to what you think you need above living according to what's best for one's community and this world. It's interesting. So often we hear criticism of millennials or Gen Z or Gen Y or whatever gen the younger folks are. We're told how selfish they are, how they take too many selfies, how they are so concerned with their own image, how, as Paul might put it, they're living in the flesh. But I don't think this is true. I don't think younger generations are more selfish than previous ones. In fact, I think they are more selfless than other generations. The young people I know They are focused on things of the Spirit. They are focused on treating God's creation with care. They are focused on living within intentional community. They are focused on promoting justice, inclusion, radical love, peace, and joy. And if you will get to know them, you'll find that they are more hopeful than the rest of us combined. I think these young leaders, they know what Paul is getting at here. Setting the mind on the flesh will bring death. Focusing on ourselves, our own needs, what we can accumulate for ourselves, and not giving two cents about others, the poor, the earth, those in need, that will bring death. That has brought death. But living to the Spirit will bring life. Living according to the freedom we have in Christ, seeking to put others' needs ahead of our own comforts living in a way that brings liberation and justice and wholeness and joy to all of God's children, that brings life. It brings life to us. It brings life to others. It brings life to all of creation.
And that's some background on our text for today. Amen, 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 and amen. Preach it now. Preach. Yeah. Preach, preacher. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We just went to church. We did. I was, oh. you couldn't see us, but I was over here waving my hands and <laughs> shouting. <laughs> oh, we had some call response going on. Mm. We did. Right. We did. Okay now, preacher. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously, though, Daniel, I think you did a wonderful job with a passage. And I really, really appreciate that you dealt with like our understanding of flesh and that we are or our misunderstanding of this term flesh. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think it is crucial for us to get that theology corrected in the church today, because I think our traditional theology around what flesh means and this like dichotomizing the spirit and the flesh is detrimental to our Christian witness, our Christian life, and just the church in general. And also, I really appreciate what you said about younger generations. Yes. For those who don't know, after Gen Z, which is like those people are kind of like in college right now and just beginning to graduate college. After that comes Gen Alpha and Gen Alpha's the oldest ones are about 12 now. But I have heard Gen Z called the we not me generation. Mm. That they will stand up for each other. And I've seen tons of, because, okay, one of my other guilty pleasures is being on TikTok for way too long. They give an evening. But on there, there are people who work with Gen Z and they share videos of the kinds of things that they do. And they do things like stick up for people who 20 years ago would have been teased in school. And they, they stick, I've seen videos where that generation has stuck up for someone in the face of police abuse. And that's just way too young to be having to do that. But I really appreciate that you brought that out about these younger generations, because I absolutely believe that they are showing us how to live. So thanks. And Daniel, I, just like Nikki, I appreciate you helping us rethink what this idea of flesh means, because this we see it all around us, whether it's greed that harms others, right? And, and there's so much greed in our world, just pure selfishness that we run into, apathy, not caring. We, we, we see it in, certainly, as you mentioned, how, how the poor and the needy and it's so many who are oppressed still in our world are treated. We, we see it in power structures that silence people or groups of people or women, people of color. There is so much that is easy to point at and say, that's the flesh that was being talked about, right? As opposed to whether we eat too much chocolate or banana pudding mm -hmm. or, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's not it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would venture to say that these things we joke about as guilty pleasures, like you eating your banana pudding. Mm -hmm. My hunch is when you eat that banana pudding, it's because someone who loved you made it My and mom. that you yep. are enjoying special time with family. And there is nothing about that that anyone should feel guilty for. And so like we joke about these guilty pleasures, but even like when I enjoy my cigar, 
I am doing so generally while I am having a conversation about theology, theology and God's love and God's grace. And so for me, there's, there's nothing to feel guilty about when I'm doing that because I am a part of spirit work when I'm doing that. Daniel, I really appreciated you when you were reframing how we think of the flesh, when you talked about the flesh in the sense of when you're, you think your body is more important than someone else's body. Like that for me, because we are embodied, because we talk about the incarnation like that, because like that covers so much of what we see happening in the world that is in, in my mind, despicable, gross. When you see someone pinned to the ground violently, who, who by police, by a black body pinned to the ground, someone else's body is not being valued. When you hear about, Nikki mentioned in the, the last podcast, the Me Too movement, like someone thinking their body is more important than another's. And then even like carrying it into like, I mean, this is kind of like, eating at me, like thinking when I think that my way is better than your way, whether, whatever that is, it could be religiously, it could be how I parent, it could be whatever, like that's when the flesh wins. And that's when, that's when the flesh mm. takes over and the spirit is not honored. But if I'm open and I deny that flesh, I deny that part of myself, mm. then I think that's when we have opportunity to connect with people we are we are truly seeing the divine in one another if we are denying that part of the flesh in in the way that daniel describes it not in the oh i like to you know have a cup of coffee but i've got to to give that up because i'm denying my flesh or whatever that right, is right. so i i think that when yeah when i I'm just like, my mind is kind of going boom, boom, boom. Like there's all these little like sparks going off in my head because I'm like, this is how I, I so wish growing up, like portrayed to me, like this is how f the flesh was explained to me mm -hmm. because I would have lived so much of my faith differently. So th thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Paul isn't telling us to not have pleasure. Having pleasure is a part of being human. And go read Ecclesiastes, eat, drink, and be merry. I mean, having enjoyment with our bodies, there is nothing wrong with that. Unless, like you said, it comes at the expense of another. Mm -hmm. And that's when we cross over into fleshy ways, I guess you might say. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of the scripture about not being a stumbling block for someone else. And yeah. I always thought that I'm like me being like, oh, I'm a sinner. If I have a glass of wine in front of someone, I'm being, and I'm not saying that, that that's not maybe part of it, but like, I think it's more along the lines of what Daniel's talking about mm -hmm, I agree. and what we're discussing here. Yeah. That by me valuing myself over another person, my body over theirs then I am causing other people to see that and to maybe take up that same kind of attitude. And I, I would say to that also, it doesn't mean that we value ourselves less than right. another. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, let's be clear about that. And I think that like you all were thinking that, 
but that sometimes we do deny ourselves in order to care for another, a mother who gets up when she's exhausted to go feed her baby, right? Like she is denying her. I know Crystal, you know, that <laughs> so immediately, right? Yes. We deny what our body even needs in that moment because we are caring for another, like that's okay. But it doesn't mean that you also don't get somebody to come and pitch in and help when that's happened too much. And you really do need to sleep, right? Because we have to value ourselves as well. It's it's not denying one's own self and, and your own needs. It's not never putting yourself first. Right. Sometimes we do have to do that. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's absolutely fine. But we don't but if we always do that, we're missing other people. Mm-hmm. If as I was listening to us talk about this passage and about this idea that spirit is life and how we've so often mischaracterized our bodies or th- it's all the good things of this creation. Sometimes it's not good. And it, I couldn't help but think about that, you know, there are people that I remember in my life that showed a spirit of life, much like Daniel was describing for these young people, right? That that we all, I think, have memories of people who brought out the best in others who saw the good, who who encouraged it. I think of all the people who encouraged me in spite of crazy things <laughs> that I did and still do. But I think about, in particular, a movie character. And I know not everybody's a Lord of the Rings fan, but if if you recall the story, or if you don't, you know, we have two small creatures, hobbits, who end up carrying the fate of the world in their hands, the least powerful of the creatures in Middle-earth. And... There's a friendship between Frodo and Sam as they travel through this adventure in very dark times. And there's there's a debate often about who the real hero is in the series. You know, is it Frodo? Is, you know, because he it's was kind Sam. of the leader. It's Sam. It's totally it's Sam. Sam. It's <laughs> Sam. There, there's so many scenes, but one quote in particular that Sam says in one of the darkest moments when Frodo really wanted to give up. And again, this to me is that spirit of life that Sam carried with him and shared with others. He said, Frodo, there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. So simple, but but so powerful and at a moment of great need. And I guess all of that reminds me that as we read this passage, we are being called, we are being called to be this kind of light and to be this spirit of life because we know what it's like to talk about our spirits and this person brings a spirit of joy when they come in the room this person is brings a spirit of hope to think about what kind of spirit we are embracing and sharing and to allow god to share through us god's own spirit of love and grace and peace and hope Thank you all for this good conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Learn more about our Faith Element Bible study curriculum at faithelement.net. Faith Element is a service of Faith Lab.